بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين سبحانك لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا إنك أنت العليم الحكيم رب شرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي أما بعد فقد قال الله سبحانه وتعالى بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وإن تعدوا نعمة الله لا تحصوها صدق الله مولانا العظيم وبعد السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Respected elders, brothers and sisters in Islam Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the creator of each and everything in existence He has created the visible and invisible creation which belongs solely to him. He is the creator of time, dimension, direction. All these things belong to Allah. Concrete, physical, and abstract things belong to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And amongst his creation, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given virtue to some over others. If you look at the Anbiya alayhimu salatu wassalam in the Quran, Allah says, وَلَقَدَ فَضَّلْنَا بَعْضَ النَّبِيِّينَ عَلَىٰ بَعْضٍ most certainly we have given preference to some prophets among others, above others. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says about the rusul and the messengers that were sent with new scriptures. تِلْكَ الرُّسُلُ فَضَّلْنَا بَعْضَهُمْ عَلَىٰ بَعْضٍ Most certainly those are the messengers and the prophets and the rusul that we sent. Some of them have been given virtue above others. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran has shown us amongst the Anbiya alayhim salam they are those who have been given certain ranks above the others of the same legacy. Similarly, we find in the time space, the time span of human, of human history, the best generation and century was the one in which Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa lived. The one in which Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa walked on this earth and spent time with his companions and his family. In time, we have certain months that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has exalted. إِنَّ عِدَّةَ الشُّهُورِ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ اثْنَا عَشَرَ شَهْرًا فِي كِتَابِ اللَّهِ يَوْمَ خَلَقَ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ مِنْهَا أَرْبَعَةٌ حُرُمٌ Allah says there are four sanctified months. Shawwal, the first month after the month of Ramadan. Shawwal, or in fact, أَشْهُرُ الْحُرُمَ ذُو الْقَعْدَ ذُو الْحِجَّةِ مُحَرَّمْ and Rajab, four months. From amongst them, some are the sanctified months in the period of Hajj, which are ذُو الْقَعْدَ and ذُو الْحِجَّ has placed much virtue in this time. As we go into the month of the days of Dhul Hijjah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has honored the Ummah of Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to be emulating the way of the Anbiya alayhi wa sallam. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, it's as if I can see Musa alayhi salam walking on Hajj, saying the Talbiya and the Labbaik, Labbaik, Allahumma Labbaik, Allah, I'm present. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given certain um, months and seasons also preference over others. In the revelation and the scriptures revealed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we have the Torah, the Zabur, Injil, and we have the Quran. So amongst the various types of revelation that were sent by Allah, these were given preference, and the Quran being the superior revelation and the final revelation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Amongst the malaika, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created millions of malaika, more than millions. In fact, Rasulullah sallallahu said, there isn't a space of four fingers in the heavens except that there are some malaika making ruku' and qiyam and sujood to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. From amongst all those malaika, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given a special status to Sayyidina Jibreel alayhi salam, Sayyidina Mikail alayhi salam, Israfil and Malakul Maut. 
their names are frequently mentioned in some of the verses of the Quran as well as the Hadith. In the companions of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, more than a hundred thousand of them were with him in the final Hajj in Hajjatul Wada'. Yet Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, he himself has expressed the ranks of some of the Sahaba radiyallahu anhum. The best after the Anbiya alayhim wasallam is Sayyidina Abu Bakr al-Siddiq. That Allah subhanahu wa taala says in the Quran, "Wala yatali ulul fadl," discussing a particular aspect in Surah An-Nur. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala titles Sayyidina Abu Bakr as-Siddiq as Ahlul Fadl, that person with true nobility. How noble would that person be who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has titled as the noble one? So respected brothers, the point I want to draw your attention to is amongst the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we have these sanctified or special type of ranks that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has honored, the various type of his, types of his creation. And in our day that Allah has created every day of our life, there are certain days that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has exalted above others. To such an extent that in a hadith by, narrated by Imam Ibn Majah, which was transmitted by a sahabi Abu Lubaba radiallahu anhu, he said there is a particular day which is greater and holds more virtue than the two days of Eid, Eid al-Fitr and Eid al-Adha. Eid al-Fitr, and Eid al-Adha. We know how much preparation has already commenced now for Eid al-Adha, which is about to, to, to dawn upon us. And how happy and how much celebration and excitement there is in Eid al-Fitr after the month of Ramadan. But there is a day which has been titled by the Sahaba as the Eid of all days. It is superior in its virtue to Eid al-Fitr and Eid al-Adha. But unfortunately, many times, there is something which stares us in the face. Its virtue is so evident and obvious that we are oblivious to it. We don't see it. It's right in front of us, but we do not see it. And that is today, the day of Jumu'ah. The day of Jumu'ah is the most virtuous of all days. As Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa says in a hadith, in fact, if it was not the virtue and the rewards mentioned for Salatul Jumu'ah and the day of Jumu'ah, if it was not for authenticated transmissions of a hadith linked to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, it would have been difficult for some people to accept that there is possibly such a great reward for this day. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam states in a hadith, خَيْرُ يَوْمٍ طَلَعَتْ عَلَيْهِ الشَّمْسِ يَوْمُ الْجُمُعَةِ The best day upon which the sun can rise is the day of Jumu'ah. Fihi khuliqa Adam. The day of Jumu'ah and Friday was the day in which Sayyidina Adam salam was created, which is the beginning of our species, of the creation of insan, of, this, of human beings. On the day of Jumu'ah was the day that he was taken out of, of Jannah. But this taken out of Jannah, some people question that, well, how can this be something virtuous if he's been taken out of Jannah? But the purpose of taking, the muhaddithin explain, that the purpose of taking Adam out of Jannah was to complete the nobility Allah wanted to afford to his offspring and his children. So those amongst them, Anbiya the pious servants of Allah, the Sahaba, the Shuhada, all of those will then show how worthy they are to go to their original abode, which is Jannah. And they will live in this world. And coming to this dunya was not to humiliate Sayyidina Adam salam, but it was just to complete the virtue of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala favoring upon his offspring. 
Rasulullah said the day of Qiyamah will not be on any other day other than the day of Jumu'ah. This is why in a hadith, uh, the muhaddithin transmit this hadith and they say that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's entire creation besides insan and jinn on the day of Jumu'ah, they are frightful and fearing that perhaps it could be the day of Qiyamah today. Besides insan and jinn. This is sometimes the day we are the most oblivious of our remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the day of Jumu'ah is the day in which we are supposed to be remembering Allah the most of the week. This is why the surah in the Quran, Surah Al-Jumu'ah, starts with the word, يُسَبِّحُ لِلَّهِ مَا فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَمَا فِي الْأَرْضِ That all the creation of Allah in the heavens and the earth, they sanctify and they express their love and they express the purity of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from all blemishes and His greatness. They express it without any hesitation. So this day of Jumu'ah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commences the, the, the verses of Surah Al-Jumu'ah by reminding us that the entire creation glorifies and praises Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Oh, insan, oh, follow our Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. What is it that you find so difficult on this day that it is difficult for you to leave your attachment to the dunya? Allah says in the same surah, in the end of the surah, Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu, idha nudiya lissalati min yawmil Jumu'ah. Oh, people of Iman, when you are called towards Salatul Jumu'ah Min yawmil Jumu'ah Ida nudiya li salati When you are called towards the salah Min yawmil Jumu'ah Of the day of Jumu'ah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala If he wanted he could have told us Your duty is to do ibadah Yawmal Jumu'ah The entire day of Jumu'ah Allah says Min yawmil Jumu'ah From the day of Jumu'ah We just want some time You are supposed to take out some time To turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it becomes so difficult for us, respected brothers. Why is it so difficult? Allah is addressing the mu'mineen, those who have the value. The reason is we don't understand the value of this gift. We do not understand the greatness that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed in these bounties of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which comes to us on a weekly basis. Some people say the imams need to talk of current affairs. And they need to be uh, a bit more profound in expressing the need of the time. What? Greater weakness can there be in a nation who has a treasure at their disposal and they don't take advantage of it. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has therefore said, It is a beautiful day of Jumu'ah. So therefore send abundant salutations upon me on that day. It's the best day of the week. Take advantage of that day and use that day to send salawat on Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. It does say sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, brothers. When we hear the name of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Nabi alayhi salatu wa sallam says, most certainly the true miser is that individual who hears my name and he doesn't send salutations upon that being who is the greatest favor upon us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa as a rahmah, as a ni'mah for, for this ummah. He is more concerned about us than we are concerned about ourselves. Harisun alaykum, Allah says. He yearns for your well-being. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, make abundant salawat on this day, from last night till now. It shows you the value of the day. It shows you why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us the Mubarak time of the time of Jumu'ah. In fact, in a hadith, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says that at the time of Jumu'ah, there is a moment in which if a person turns to Allah in dua, his dua is mustajab. It's called sa'atul ijaba. His duas are immediately accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Each and every one of us sitting here. It's not that only the imam's dua, or only a pious person, every person present, turning to Allah with his heart, 
detaching himself from his dunya, responding to this verse, Sa'a means to hasten with effort, to show diligence and go towards something. Like when we do sa'i between Safa and Marwa, it's not just a casual walk, it's sa'i. It's a, there's a brisk walk in between. You need to show that you're making effort. Fasa'aw ila dhikrillah. Show that you are turning to the remembrance of Allah. This is a moment that we are sitting here for the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam therefore even encouraged going early to the masjid on the day of Jumu'ah. If there was no importance to coming for Jumu'ah at this time, then why would there be so much of encouragement in the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? He says in the following hadith, narrated by Sayyidina Abu Huraira radiallahu anh, that person who performs wudu thoroughly and correctly according to the sunnah, without wasting water, without going, contravening the teachings of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then he attends Jumu'ah and then he remains silent and pays attention. He remains silent and pays attention which shows his eagerness to benefit from the time. He will be forgiven from that Friday, from today till next Friday plus three more days, Rasulullah said. Our sins will be forgiven. And in another hadith, Rasulullah is well-known hadith of Aus ibn Aus radiallahu an, and Abdullah bin Amr ibn al-As, in fact, radiallahu anh, raised a hadith, a famous hadith, and the ulama say when you hear the, the reward for this particular, of this hadith, it's one of the most authentic hadith which mentions an unimaginable amount of reward. Man that person who has a ghusl on the day of Jumu'ah. And why is a ghusl? Out of respect for the moment of Jumu'ah, because we're going to interact with our fellow brothers in the congregation. So Rasulullah encouraged people to, uh, to, to wear the best clothing, to use perfume, because to use perfume is sadaqah. When you apply perfume, the next person enjoys that smell. You get the reward of sadaqah in giving charity. Rasulullah said, Man ghassala wa that person who performs ghusl thoroughly. And ghassala, they say, he performs ghusl with such accuracy, the way he performs ghusl when he is removing himself from a state of a major ritual impurity, from janaba, when he is in a state of, when he needs a fard ghusl, the way a person is cautious to ensure that the entire body is washed properly, that no strand of hair remains dry, this is how he makes his ghusl for Jumu'ah. Man ghassala wa Wamasha, and he tries to enter the masjid walking, try to go to the masjid walking from the parking area, make the niyyah of walking to the masjid. Wadana, and he comes early to the masjid. He comes early to the masjid. If there was no virtue in coming early to the masjid, what is the need for mentioning this? Yet we will have somebody saying, hey, you know what, the masjid is a bit full. Let me go catch a bite first at the, the restaurant. is empty and I'll come a little later. If I make it, I don't. Otherwise, I can make another plan. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala save us. Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiallahu anh enters into the masjid on the day of Jumu'ah with his student Al-Qamah. And, this, and he looks in the masjid and he finds three people before him. Three people. And he said, Ya Allah, Ana Rabi'u Arba'a. I'm the fourth of four people. I came late. But being fourth is also not too far from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Al-Qamah, his student, asked him, What do you mean by being distant from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? He said, On the day of Qiyamah, a person's rank by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be displayed 
in accordance to his eagerness to attending Jumu'ah Salah. So the ones who wanted to go first, they'll be in the first row, seated in the place that Allah gives to those that are about to enter Jannah or those who will be in Jannah. And the ones who come last or delay or show some indifference to the importance of Jumu'ah, their place might not be reserved in those who are close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَبَتَكَرُ So going early to the masjid. The sahaba were particular about going early. Rasulullah sallallahu says in a hadith, مَنْ رَاحَ فِي السَّاعَةِ الْأُولَى That person who goes to Jumu'ah in the first moments of Jumu'ah, early, he gets the reward of giving charity of a camel in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A camel, accepted, because he's going early for the pleasure of Allah. The one who comes after him and the next few who come, they get the reward of contributing or sacrificing a cow in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa says, the next group that comes, they get the reward of kabshan. Kabshan is like a ram or a sheep that is slaughtered and given in the path of Allah. And the ones who come thereafter, the next group, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa says, dajajah. They get the reward of a person who slaughtered a chicken and he gave that in charity to feed some people, which is also noteworthy and it is meritorious but cannot be compared in the reward which will be received by the first group that came. And then Rasulullah says, the last person who comes, he gets the reward of giving an egg, an egg in sadaqah, in charity. Now we do not, we do not underestimate or trivialize something which Rasulullah says is given. We do not joke about it. But what is meant is, you cannot compare the value in volume, size, and also in reward between an egg and an animal which is slaughtered and sacrificed for the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, فَإِذَا خَرَجَ الْإِمَامِ When the imam goes out and ascends the mimbar, حَضَرَةِ الْمَلَائِكَةِ يَسْتَمِعُونَ الذِّكْرِ All the malaika that are standing now outside the masjid and are standing by the door of the masjid, in a hadith Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, they have registers with them. They have registers with them. And this is why throughout the history of Islam, there was always a jami' masjid. It was one big masjid, Everybody attended the Jumu'ah and you need to do what you can to present yourself at that Jumu'ah. And then as the communities began to grow, the jurists gave permission based on necessity that the other masjid, the smaller masjid can also have the other masjids nearby to assist in facilitating Jumu'ah for those people who are unable to fit into the Masjid al-Jami'ah. Otherwise, the actual Jumu'ah is in one masjid. So the Malaika, they're standing by the door of the, of the masjid. And Rasulullah says, they're writing down the names of these people who are entering into the masjid and coming early for Jumu'ah. And when the, the Imam ascends the mimbar to commence the khutbah of Jumu'ah, then they close their registers and they stop writing with the intention of paying attention and listening to this dhikr which will be taking place on, on the mimbar, the mimbar of Rasulullah. One of the Sahaba narrated this to his student. So his student said, so does that mean if a person comes for Jumu'ah after, after the Imam has ascended the member that his Jumu'ah is not valid? He said, no, his Jumu'ah is valid, yes. But his name is not in the list of those people who came early that the Malaika have noted down who are to be people of virtue and nobility by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is why it's so important, respected brothers, that we try to give some more importance. Alhamdulillah, those of us who have come, may Allah give you tawfiq and give us the ability to give more importance to this beautiful uh, occasion on the, of the day of Jumu'ah and showing the importance. This is a display of the unity of the Ummah of Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. 
And being indifferent to it is something very, very serious in, in Sharia. And I will just conclude with one or two hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. One, in fact, time is at a premium again. Sayyidina Abu Sa'id radiallahu anh says, Abu Sa'id al-Khudri radiallahu anh says, Man kana yu'minu billahi wal yawmil akhir. That person who believes in Allah in the last day, falyasa'a ila al-jumu'ah. Let him hasten and rush and exert himself to go for Jumu'ah. Wa man istaghna anha. That person who regards himself to be not in need of attending the Jumu'ah, or he feels it's not something so important for me to attend, due to bilahwin, due to his laziness or attachment to the dunya, or tijaratin, or he doesn't want to detach himself from his business or his work, istaghnallahu anhu, wallahu ghaniyun hamid. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will release him. Istaghnallahu anhu means, releasing him means Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants nothing to do with that person. Do we want to be those people that have no association and link with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Obviously not. So therefore, we should ensure that we do not miss our Jumu'ah at all costs. In a hadith, and many times our, our seniors, our parents and grandparents who might not have been so well educated in terms of references of proofs in Sharia, but the actions in their life demonstrated amal, which was found in the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So you would never find amongst our elderly people, the old generation, anybody missing Jumu'ah wherever they are. They wouldn't book a flight for a Friday. They rather miss a day of a holiday but go the Saturday or Friday, fly the Friday night. But Jumu'ah was given importance. And a hadith Rasulullah says, stated by Abil Ja'ad al-Dumari radiallahu anhu, man taraka thalatha Jumu'ah tahawunan biha taba'allahu ala qalbih. That person who leaves out three Jumu'ahs, and there's a difference of opinion. Some muhaddithin say it's three consecutive Jumu'ahs and some say three anytime, even if it's one a year. His heart will be sealed and the meaning of the heart will be sealed is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will seal his heart from benefiting from that which is beneficial for his iman. In other words, he could leave this world in a state of nifaq. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. So therefore, respected brothers and sisters in Islam, this bounty that we have, the ability to attend Jumu'ah and coming early, having a beautiful masjid and facilities in all our communities, we should show gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by presenting ourselves. This is the true shukr for the bounty of Allah. And this is why I recited the verse in the beginning, We can never enumerate and count the bounties of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but the gratitude for it will be by taking advantage and using it for the purpose that it was given to us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us all tawfiq. Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar Allah <laughs> 
أشهد أن محمد رسول الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمدًا عبده ورسوله خاتم النبيين وقائد الغر المحجلين صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين وسلم تسليمًا كثيرًا إلى يوم الدين أما بعد فاتقوا الله عباد الله وأعلموا أيها الإخوة في الله لقد اختص الله سبحانه وتعالى بعض الأيام بمزيد من الشرف والتفضيل ومن تلك الأيام يوم الجمعة فقد قال عنه رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم خير يوم طلعت عليه الشمس يوم الجمعة رواه مسلم ولهذا اختص الله سبحانه وتعالى هذا اليوم المبارك بخصائص لا توجد في سائر الأيام منها صلاة الجمعة التي أوجبها الله سبحانه وتعالى لتكون عيداً أسبوعياً للمسلمين يتلقون فيه فيزدادون تعارفاً وتآلفاً ويتشاورون فيما بينهم ويتعاونون على البر والتقوى وله آداب من هذه الآداب التي مع الأسف الشديد قل الاهتمام بها 
أنه يستحب لكل من أراد حضور صلاة الجمعة أن يكون على أحسن حال من النظافة والزينة فيغتسل ويلبس أحسن الثياب ويتطيب بالطيب فعن سلمان رضي الله عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم لا يغتسل رجل يوم الجمعة ويتطهر ما استطاع من طهر ويدهن من دهنه أو يمس من طيب بيته ثم يخرج فلا يفرق بين اثنين ثم يصلي ما كتب له ثم ثم ينصت إذا تكلم الإمام إلا غفر له ما بينه وبين الجمعة الأخرى رواه البخاري وعن أبي هريرة رضي الله عنه أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال إذا كان يوم الجمعة وقفت الملائكة على باب المسجد يكتبون الأول فالأول ومثل المهجر كمثل الذي يهدي بدنة أي ناقة ثم كالذي يهدي بقرة ثم كبشا ثم دجاجة ثم بيضة فإذا خرج الإمام طووا صحفهم ويستمعون الذكر رواه البخاري وعن أوس بن أوس رضي الله عنه قال سمعت رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول من غسل يوم الجمعة واغتسل ثم بكر وابتكر ومشى ولم يركب ودنا من الإمام فاستمع ولم يلغو كان له بكل خطوة عمل سنة أجر صيامها وقيامها ولذا كان ابن مسعود رضي الله عنه دخل بكرة فرأى ثلاثة نفر قد سبقوه بالبكور فاغتم لذلك وجعل يقول لنفسه معاتبا رابع أربعة وما رابع أربعة ببعيد واعلموا رحمكم الله أنه يجب على الحاضرين الإنصات والاستماع للخطبة ويكره الكلام وقت إلقائها والعبث بالحصى أو السبحة أو المفاتيح وغير ذلك فعن أبي هريرة رضي الله عنه أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال إذا قلت لصاحبك يوم الجمعة أنصت والإمام يخطب فقد لغوت وفي رواية لمسلم ومن مس الحصى فقد لغى فاتقوا الله عباد الله وقابلوا ما سمعتم من كلام نبيك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بالسمع والطاعة والامتثال حتى لا تقع في فتنة الزمان أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا إذا نودي للصلاة من يوم الجمعة فاسعوا إلى ذكر الله وذروا البيع ذلكم خير لكم إن كنتم تعلمون بارك الله لنا ولكم في القرآن العظيم ونفعنا وإياكم بما فيه من الآي والذكر الحكيم أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله العظيم لي ولكم الحمد لله رب العالمين له النعمة وله الفضل وله الثناء الحسن صلوات الله البر الرحيم والملائكة المقربين على سيدنا ونبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وعلى آله وصحبه الطيبين الطاهرين الميامين أما بعد أيها المسلمون اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون واعلموا أن الله سبحانه وتعالى قد أمرنا بأمر عظيم أمرنا بالصلاة والسلام على نبيه الكريم فقال عز وجل إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل وسلم وزد وبارك وتحنن وترحم على حبيبنا وسيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه الطيبين الطاهرين الميامين خصوصا على الخلفاء الراشدين المهديين أبي بكر وعمر وعثمان وعلي رضي الله عنهم وعن سائر الصحابة والتابعين 
والأئمة الأربعة المجتهدين أبي حنيفة ومالك والشافعي وابن حنبلي وسادات علمائنا المحققين وعنا معهم برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم اغفر لنا وارحمنا وارض عنا وتقبل منا وأدخلنا الجنة ونجنا من النار وأصلح لنا شأننا كله اللهم اجعل الحجاج حجهم مبرورا اللهم اجعل الحجاج حجهم مبرورا وسعيهم مشكورا وذنبهم مغفورا وعملهم مقبولا وتجارة لن تبور يا عالم ما في الصدور أخرجنا وأخرجهم من الظلمات إلى النور ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا واغفر لنا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون واذكروا الله العلي العظيم يذكركم وادعوه يستجب لكم ولذكر الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون قوموا إلى صلاتكم يرحمكم الله سيذكر من يخشى ويتجنبها الأشقى الذي يصلى النار الكبرى 
ثم لا يموت فيها ولا يحيا قد أفلح من تزكى وذكر اسم ربه فصلى بل تؤثرون الحياة الدنيا والآخرة خير وأبقى إن هذا لفي الصحف الأولى صحف إبراهيم وموسى الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين آمين بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم هل أتاك حديث الغاشية وجوه يومئذ خاشعة عاملة ناصبة تصلى نارا حامية تسقى من عين آنية ليس لهم طعام إلا من ضريع لا يسمن ولا يغني من جوع وجوه يومئذ ناعمة لسعيها راضية في جنة عالية لا تسمع فيها لاغية فيها عين جارية فيها سرر مرفوعة وأكواب موضوعة ونمارق مصفوفة وزرابي مبثوثة أفلا ينظرون إلى الإبل كيف خلقت وإلى السماء كيف رفعت وإلى الجبال كيف نصبت وإلى الأرض كيف سطحت فذكر إنما أنت مذكر لست عليهم بمسيطر إلا من تولى وكفر فيعذبه الله العذاب الأكبر إن إلينا إيابهم 
ثُمَّ إِنَّ عَلَيْنَا حِسَابَهُمْ الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه اجمعين اللهم أنت السلام ومنك السلام تبارك تياد الجلال والإكرام اللهم أعنا على ذكرك وشكرك وحسن عبادتك اللهم اجعل الحجاج حجهم مبرورا وسعيهم مشكورا وذنبهم مغفورا وعملهم مقبولا اللهم تقبل منا صلاتنا وصيامنا وقيامنا وركوعنا وتسبيحنا وتهليننا وجميع أعمالنا اللهم تقبل منا القليل وسامحنا بالكثير ولا تؤاخذنا بالتقصير ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا واغفر لنا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين